You're listening to Soundbite, the podcast that's food for your ears. I'm Celine Roberts. Today, we're headed to a different kind of swap meet. Each year, Grow Pittsburgh, the Carnegie Library, and Phipps Conservatory gather the community together for a free-for-all exchange of seeds and gardening information. We'll be scouring the tables and talking to Pittsburgh gardeners about the season to come. First, we'll speak with Grow Pittsburgh's Director of Community Projects about how this event came to be. My name is Marisa Mannheim. I'm the Director of Community Projects for Grow Pittsburgh, a nonprofit that serves all of Allegheny County with teaching people how to grow food and promoting the benefits that food growing brings to our neighborhoods. This was the fifth annual seed swap today here at the Kearney Library in Oakland. I think this is our third year or fourth year in this location, and it's been seeing this steady increase in attendance over those years, which has been really rewarding. And last year we had about 185 people attend, and then this year it seems to have blown up because we had about that same number in the first half hour, (laughs) which was great because we had tons and tons of seeds that we had gotten donated from different farms around. We had reached out to a lot of organic farmers in the area who had all donated their seeds that were left over because most farmers won't keep seeds year to year. They want fresh seeds. And then we had also reached out to a lot of national organic seed companies that have donation programs where you pay the shipping and they'll give you like 100 seed packets and things like that. So we had all of the tables were totally full and it was really great to see and then there's we can't let people in until it starts because it's not really fair to have some people already get a jump on things so we kind of had this like herd of people that just kind of stampeded into the space and started um, grabbing the seeds and since we do this every year we have signs up all over the place that says take only what you'll need for the season because we'll do this again next year so we really want to kind of encourage that ritual of of sharing and avoid the kind of feeling that a lot of us have who are driven around growing food of hoarding things because you're worried that you're not going to have access to it in, in the next year, which is a big motivation for me personally in growing my own food. We just want them to know that they don't have to do that here. You know, there's just an abundance of seeds. Every time you get a seed packet, especially if you're a backyard grower, It's really rare to use up a whole seed packet on your own. And so the idea is that this is a place where people can bring whatever's remaining at the end of the season or a couple of years later, because most seeds are good for a while. And so they can bring it here and share it with each other. And, you know, your surplus is my need. And um, it's been working really well, and we're really excited to see it take off. You also had a lot of workshops today. Yeah. Can you tell me about those? Yeah, so Gabe from um, Phipps Conservatory, he's been teaching our seed starting workshop for at least three years, I think four years, and he does a great job at really breaking it down and making it really simple for people. Um, the idea is that seed starting at home, you don't need to have any special equipment. It's You can do it out of the things that you have lying around for free or with a little bit of investment, you can maybe do a little bit better job because... 
use really benefits to have some grower lights, which can just be fluorescent bulbs. You just need to make sure you have a blue spectrum and a red spectrum, infrared, ultraviolet, and have those two together so you get the full spectrum of light for your plants. So he teaches that, and then um, this year we were able to add um, not just one, but two workshops on seed saving. Michelle Soto, who works with us, she's an herbalist and she has a flower farm and an herb farm and medicinal herbs and culinary herbs and so she's an expert seed saver she's been doing it a long time and then we had a, a teacher from Phipps Conservatory and so the two of them were able to kind of share both sides more on the, the food and production side of it and the um, more kind of native plants and culinary and medicinal herbs side of it and then last which was seed stories and the idea behind that is just every year we do this, there's so many people that we get to talk to, us as organizers, about what it's like to save seeds, and people have shared some really beautiful stories about bringing seeds with them from India, or the history of saving garlic or onions in their family, and there's just a lot of heritage and culture that goes into seed saving and cultivation and we wanted to make a space for people to actually share those stories with each other so we're not just privileged as organizers to, to have those stories, but also, you know, I think it was rewarding to have that experience here today, and so we'll definitely keep doing that as well. Since this is going to come out post this event, uh -huh. are there resources that you can direct people to who might be interested in learning about seed saving? Yeah, well, the first one I'd like to tell people about is we have a project at Grow Pittsburgh called the Garden Resource Center, and that's actually where we take a lot of the leftover seeds from the each year's seed swap. We call it the community seed chest, and people can come and get access to seeds if they you know miss this event or if they're starting a community garden that's getting a late start and they didn't have time or money to buy seeds, they can come and, and pick up what they need. And we also give out a lot of free seedlings um, in the spring because we have relationships with a lot of nurseries, including our own, that have surplus. And so go and pick it up and bring it to the Garden Resource Center on a weekly basis. And there's just a ton of plants. The Garden Resource Center is located at 147 Putnam Street in Larmer. It's near the Lincoln Elementary School on Frankstown Ave. And it's a tool lending library and garden materials supply depot. So what we're doing is we're stockpiling things like compost, wood chips, things that gardeners need, but it's hard to get the backyard scale quantities that most people actually need. And we have garden tools, tillers, weed whackers. We have a ton of cover crop seed and organic soil amendments. And so that's just an excellent resource for anyone in the gardening community, community gardens, backyard growers um, to join for really cheap. It's $40 for a yearly membership, $80 for a group membership, and then you get access to all of the materials that we have. I do know that there's other seed swaps around, and one of the materials that we were sharing with people was how to start your own seed swap, because you know, this is great and it's, it's pretty epic at this point, like hundreds of people coming from all over Allegheny County to the library here to share seeds. But you can also just do it with a group of friends, you can do it with your church, you can do it community garden, because we all have such an abundance of seeds because of that seed packet thing I was talking about. So why not just get together and organize something yourself?
I wandered around the seed swap, observing long rows of tables chock full of seeds and gardeners diligently writing the names of plants on each of their tiny seed packets. Two full rooms of tables offered everything from lettuces, tomatoes, and root vegetables to herbs, flowers, and ornamentals. I decided to pull a few people aside to see what they were looking to find this year. Are you a new gardener or are you experienced? It's hard to say. I am both. <laughs> and I'm new to the region. Oh, that's so. exciting. I'm learning how to garden in sort of a different climate than I'm used to. Where are you coming from? From the high desert. So it's quite different. Huge change. Yeah. But I'm very interested in a permaculture aspect and trying to propagate a lot of native plants first and kind of just see with food production sort of second in line. But I also have a lot of deer on the property, so I figure they're going to pretty much eat anything I plant anyway. And the bunnies. And the bunnies. And the raccoons. And squirrels. Is there anything specific that you're looking to try to grow that's a native plant here? I mean, I guess I was, I'm figuring, I'm trying to look at my the land and see how I can maximize um, different sort of microclimates and what would work to bring more pollinators in and then maybe like encourage the deer into certain areas and discourage them into other areas would be my guess my first year. What brings you to the seed spot? Well I have a large collection of seeds that I I don't use every year and I figured uh, I would bring the ones that I'm not going to be using and donate them and find some other interesting varieties. It's a, I think it's a great way to um, explore different varieties of vegetables that you may not have tried before. I think it's always neat to explore the different seeds that you can get and uh, can't beat it. What did you bring? I brought lettuce, I brought spinach, I brought some balloon flowers that I harvested from my actual garden, and I brought some peas and beans that I'm not going to be using this year. What do balloon flowers look like? They actually look like a blue balloon, like one of those big hot air balloons, but real small, and then they just pop open, and they have this sort of like five-pointed star. They come back every year constantly, and they give lots of seeds, so I have tons of seeds for them. Uh, my name is Seamus Walsh. I'm here because my sister's a farmer, and... Uh, she does this every year whenever they come around, so she can like diversify whatever she plans on growing for the next year. And um, a lot of these things are brought from like people and their own gardens, I guess. Is there anything specific that you're looking for today? I was looking for herbs. I was going to plant an herb garden like on my college campus, so I decided to come here, and it made all sense. So they had basil and cilantro and fennel and all these like really cool herbs. When are you planning on starting? When am I planning on starting? I'd say whenever it stays consistently nice out. It's been pretty sporadic recently, so. Do you anticipate that uh, being your main struggle this season? Uh, yeah, I would say so. It's always hard to tell, especially nowadays. It's even more difficult. Climate change is making everything a little more tricky, but 
It is, and it's a bummer, but yeah. Well, thank you so much. No problem. As the seed swap was starting to wind down, I decided to stop by the Seed Stories workshop. Here is one of those beautiful stories from Heather Manzo. My name is Heather Manzo, and I work for Penn State Extension, and I do local food systems development. I went to graduate school to study agroecology, and so the real story behind my seed-saving experience is that I went to graduate school for the topic, so I'm a terrible gardener. I can't really get a lot of edible product out of my garden, but I do get a lot of seeds, so I've always had this affinity for seeds and their potential, their historical connection, you know, how they're used, all the different crazy variations that you couldn't make up. It looks like Dr. Seuss came in and sort of made a version of a tomato or a pepper or something like that. However, it's not. It's just natural evolution, which is super cool. The other thing that's really neat about seeds, too, is kind of tracing back where they come from and all of the human transients that have gone with those seeds because humans were the ones who domesticated seeds and so they're also the ones who you know had them transfer all over the world during you know all kinds of different situations a lot of them really harsh where people had to migrate or immigrate and take seeds with them from their homelands and then have the people and the seeds adapt from the culture so there's all kinds of very interesting historical uh, things associated with seeds from the natural world and then also from the human world too. So part of that comes from a Russian scientist whose last name is Vavilov. So he was working prior to the Russian Revolution and was a geneticist that traced back where different seeds and foodstuffs came from. And so just like we have cradles of civilization for you know human that we can trace back to Africa, there are embedded in the DNA of seeds where they came from. So for example, potatoes come from South America. Also we've got you know chickpeas coming from the Middle East and you've got all this whole field of work he did called the Vavilov Centers of Origin. And then the plot thickened, as Russian plots always do, where the Great Revolution came along. And he and his scientists were forced to decide if they were going to eat the seeds to survive that they had gathered and collected around the world or starve to have the world's first seed bank that was cataloged continue to survive. And several of them sacrificed themselves for the knowledge of their work. So. Not just the roots of seeds go deep, but the history and culture of seeds go super deep. So yeah, it's a, you know, it's a cool thing to read about and study, and then it's a very fun thing to practice. For more soundbite, visit our archives at www.pghcitypaper.com or subscribe to City Paper Podcasts on iTunes. Come along with me and rescue wasted food with 412 Food Rescue or explore the world of biodiversity with Simran Sethi. If you'd like to start a garden of your own, visit growpittsburgh.org or phipps.conservatory.org to take advantage of their classes and resources. Until next time, cook merrily, eat heartily, and maybe start some seeds. <laughs>